0: Welcome back, everyone. We're here in episode five, week 13. I'm Malone. I'm Max. It's December 1st, and we got a special agenda for you guys today. We're gonna start out with some starts and sits of the week, um, and then we're gonna hop straight into game picks for week 13, and Max has a special guest for us as well.
1: Yeah, so we're actually not gonna be doing buy low, sell high anymore, because the trade deadline is approaching. It's Mm -hmm. here for a bunch of us, so. Um, I don't know how useful that's going to be, but we're going to put more focus into the starts and sits and the game picks. And today we have a very special guest who's going to call in in a, in a little bit, good friend of mine from high school. His name's Aaron Lavov. He's going to talk a lot about college sports and the key names to look out for in this coming 2023 rookie draft class Um and as it relates to fantasy, we're going to get his take on that. So that should be interesting. But why don't we dive right in to our starts and sits for week 13 of the NFL. Malone?
0: All right. Uh, for me, I just, I just want to go over last week, a crazy week, really. Um, it was a crazy week. I mean, especially that Raiders game. I think that really... That was a really entertaining game. Josh Jacobs going nuclear. I think he had like 303 total yards. That um, game so lost shout me. Shout out Josh week. Jacobs. Um, shout out the Eagles running game. No, don't shout out Josh <laughs> Jacobs. <laughs> okay. That game pissed me off, and I'll tell you why. All right. Um, but we'll, we'll get into some or starts here. right, we'll tell you why. We'll, we'll <laughs> <laughs> get into some starts here for uh, week 13. Um, a very big week. We have some great... Games on display here. I say we have um, two of the best games yeah. of the year mm-hmm. Those, coming up this week. Um, I especially, mean, we'll, we'll mention it later in the podcast, but um, just Miami versus SF and uh, the Chiefs SF San Francisco. That's yeah. where I'm wearing from. Sorry. Oh, right. You can do that. Um, but Kansas City versus Cincinnati. That's going to be a huge game. Great a little game. matchup. A uh, little blast in the past. And in I'm really looking playoffs.
1: forward to Houston seeing what they
0: can do this week. Right, too. that's going to be a very interesting yeah, game. Putting um, up a lot of points. A lot of controversy surrounding that game because of Deshaun Watson. Uh, but let's get into, the, let's, joke, get into the meat, the let's get into the meat and potatoes here. <laughs> to meat and potatoes. Um, Coming my Thanksgiving. first yeah yeah yeah. My first start here is Trevor Lawrence. Now, Trevor is a guy that's honestly been underrated this this year. I think he's someone that has actually had a consistent production, I'd say. Now he has struggled with turnovers. Um, A lot of fans, or Jaguars fans in specific, have talked about his troubles with fumbling the football in the pocket. And especially when he played the Eagles, I did watch that he he did have some trouble decision-making. I think he's kind of improved throughout the year with that. and he's been putting up some solid numbers. Uh, last week, he put up 24 against Baltimore, and at a solid week, he had 321 passing yards and three touchdowns, doesn't get better than that. See, he did have a fumble, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, but then, the week before that, against Kansas City in week 10, he had 20 points, through for 259 yards and two touchdowns, and he has a solid receiving core surrounding him. And um, this week, he goes against Detroit, which has one of the worst secondaries in the entire league, one of the worst defenses in general in the entire league. Um, I think this is probably gonna be a high scoring game. Both offenses are pretty talented, but I see Trevor throwing for over 300 yards again, uh, maybe even three touchdowns again. I could see him going above 25 points.
1: Yeah, I like this take a lot. I mean, I think he's just continued to prove that he's the guy there in Jacksonville. He is their franchise quarterback. Um, a lot of talk about him coming out of the draft from Clemson as the number one overall pick last year. Didn't have such a great year, but I think he is really having a good sophomore season. Mm-hmm. Um, that game was crazy last week. The two-point conversion for the win. Um, Urban Meyer rolled the dice. It's still Urban Meyer, right? No, it's not. It's not? No, <laughs> it's Doug Peterson. Oh, right, right, right. Doug Peterson.
0: Come on.
1: That's my bad. Um, Doug Peterson rolling the dice. I get, I get them mixed up all the time, actually. Um, it's okay. Doug Peterson, oh, thank you. <laughs> Doug Peterson rolling the dice with Trevor Lawrence, trusting in his quarterback, and a beautiful throw to Zay, I think it was Zay Jones, yeah. um, for the two-point conversion. Zay Jones is a, is a one to watch in the future. He looks good. But moving on to one of my starts for Actually, this week. sorry,
0: um, one, one more thing I'd like to yeah, mention about Trevor Lawrence. Uh, the Jaguars throw the ball an absurd amount of times. I'm um, looking at the numbers right now. Uh, he has thrown he threw 37 passes last game a week before that threw 40 then he threw 31 then 31 then 43. Jaguars are a heavily passing offense. Um, Doug Peterson is known for that though. Um, Now I do see, this, like I said, Detroit being a very high-scoring game. I see them passing the ball a lot of times here, and I think that's something you guys want to take advantage with um, in this in this week. If I mean, Trevor Lawrence isn't uh, a solid starter in fantasy, so if you have him on your bench, um, maybe start him this week, see what happens. And if your starter has a bad matchup, I say you uh, trust T-Law here. Yeah, I like that a
1: lot, especially with I think this
0: is going to be a high-scoring game. Right. Um, all right,
1: my start. I know y'all have been waiting for this one. <laughs> Kyron Williams is coming out off of the bench into the starting spot this week. Hmm. I really like him. I've been saying this for weeks. Um, I think this is a chance for him to prove himself. Daryl Henderson is gone. There's no backs on that team. Cam Akers is hurt. He outsnapped Cam Akers last week. Um, I think he rushed eleven times and caught three passes. This, this offense is a mess, um, and I'm not saying Kyron's gonna turn that around. But I do like the um, upside of Kyron. He's a great, he's a great talent coming out of Notre Dame, and I think this is the week where you can plug him into your lineup and expect some of that volume
0: to be there. Um, Max has consistently been a massive Kyron fan. Um, Shout out Kyron. this podcast William. really started. Hop on the pod, please. Um, now, uh, personally, I don't know too much about Kyron. Like uh, Max says, he's a little bit of a fanboy. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I think the Rams' offense overall has struggled. Uh, they definitely need a spark here. Uh, with Cooper Cup out and now Allen Robinson out for the season, that passing offense does not look... Very promising. They might have to lean on the run a little bit, giving Kyron some more opportunities. Um, So yeah, I could definitely see a good week from Kyron here. Rams offense though struggling. Honestly, they should tank. take. Um, I mean, Kyron
1: also is gonna catch some balls out of the backfield, and especially against this against the Seattle team.
0: I think negative game script. What do you think? Um, I think they're just gonna check it down. I mean, Seattle lost to the Raiders last week, so they're not maybe not as strong as people say. It could be a close game. It's a divisional game. Right, that's um, true. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a blowout, but at the same time, Rams and Seattle have been battling for so many years now that I think it's going to be a close game. And um, I don't know if it's going to be a negative game script, but I could still see them having a normal approach to the run game.
1: Yeah, that's fair. <coughs> I mean, if you want to stick to this game, you have a start in this game, don't you?
0: Mm-hmm. I do, um, but let's let's discuss him after oh, this okay. guy here. Yeah. Um, we got David Montgomery as my second start here. Now, I mean, I have a little bit of bias because he is on my fantasy team, and I've always been a David Montgomery supporter. Last, like, two, three years, he's been on my fantasy team. Love David Montgomery, I think. He's someone that has not really gotten a fair chance yet. The Bears' offensive line and offense in general has been struggling the last couple years, and I don't think Montgomery deserves some of the criticism that he gets. Um, I mean, recently the Bears' offense has definitely improved with Justin Fields at the helm. Um... But uh, Justin Fields might not be healthy this week, so that could be a little bit of a red flag. Um, but David Montgomery still was able to produce somewhat last week without Justin Fields. He had 14 carries for 79 yards, which is good, great numbers, honestly, for Trevor Simeon being the quarterback. Um, he didn't have a touchdown, but um, he also has only had about, th- I think, yeah, three touchdowns on the year. Um, not the best numbers. But um, the week before, the Jets week, he actually played the Falcons. He had 21.1, so his production since Khalil Herbert's injury has kind of increased a little bit, um, and I could see that continuing. I think Green Bay's run defense has really struggled with the amount of injuries they've had. Uh, like Rashad and Gary's out. Um, especially, I mean, just seeing last week against the Eagles where they oh, let up 300. Oh, here we go again, the Eagles. We <laughs> oh, see the, I knew it was coming. the Packers let up 300-plus rushing yards, which is... Honestly, just... Did just, they really? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It, it, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough to watch that. Um, I, 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 for as a, you. I mean, as a <laughs> Packers fan, like, I feel for you guys. But um, I, I do see a similar thing happening this week if Justin Fields plays. Um, now, if Simeon plays, it's probably going to be a blowout. Packers winning, um, which would hurt Montgomery, but I think if Fields plays, uh, the game script will favor Montgomery a little bit. He'll get a lot of touches. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. All right, moving on
1: to... My second start of the week. We're going to go Keenan Allen. Um, I was debating not putting him in here because it may seem a little obvious, but I actually don't think it is obvious because of his injury and he hasn't been getting that same production that we've expected of him. I think he went in the third round in drafts. Um, so that he's kind of a bust in that aspect. But I think the targets are there. Herbert loves him. Um He's just old, reliable Keenan Allen. And when I say old, I mean old. I I don't know how old he is, but um, he's been in the league for quite some time. He is pulling out. He's 30 years old. Actually, that's not terrible. But he's always been consistent. He's always been reliable. Coming off an injury, let him settle back, get into his groove again. And I think we should be able to expect the same production that we um, expected of him going into the year. Um, and they're gonna have to rely on him making that playoff push. Chargers are not as good as we thought they would be this year, at least me. Um, and with Eckler there,
0: Eckler's a stud, but Keenan Allen's gonna be getting some more love soon. Nice, all right. Um, now for my next start, I had uh, Tyler Lockett. Now uh, we talked about the Rams or Seattle game earlier. Uh, but I think this also favors Lockett hugely. I think, I mean, of course, DK Metcalf will probably have a, a similar production to what he has in the past, but honestly, Jalen Ramsey will be guarding DK. I think that's honestly a huge matchup that people are very, very, very excited about. Um, they've had a lot of battles in the past, um, and I think it's going to be another. Uh, I don't know. I think it, I think Ramsey will do a, a very good job on DK, leaving Lockett wide open. And I think in the past Lockett has had like huge games against the Rams. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think you're right because I think DK's has um, statistically been locked up by Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, and I think this is a huge opportunity for Tyler Lockett fans to start this guy. Uh, Lockett's always been under the radar. Under the radar, his entire career, um, just like specifically talking about just. Like the, I think that he's in a flex play here. Um, maybe even a wide receiver two. Yeah, if I started a really wide receiver two. Um, but I actually do see some big numbers coming out of this. I think Gino, him, him, Gino and him have a good connection, and he's consistently put up like ten plus each week uh, since week seven, uh, which is solid numbers for a flex for a flex position or wide receiver two. Um, but I think he booms this week against the Rams. Um, he's projected, I believe, twelve. 12.55 fantasy points. But I think he could honestly get 15 plus, maybe even 20 plus.
1: Yeah, I like this pick a lot. Um, not much to say there. But um, have you seen that clip on Instagram about... Have You played Madden, I'm assuming. Yeah. You no know, possession catching in Madden. Yeah. Tyler uh, Lockett yeah, does this every time. He goes... To, I mean, he's smart. He's not, yeah, gonna, he's 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 smart not getting hurt. Um, but that's just a little side note. Um, one of my... I'm going to go to my third... <laughs> start. Um, I actually have four. I added a little bonus in here, but my third start, David Njoku. Now, um, he's playing a terrible defense. I do think Nick Chubb has a great game um, rushing against Houston, but with Watson back, Sean Watson back, and we're going to talk about that a bit later, I love Njoku here because of how Watson uses his tight ends on Houston. Houston Oh, I forgot. Watson was on Houston, too. Um, when Watson was a Texan, he relied on his tight ends a lot. Um, I like this for Njoku, also crazy talented guy. That was a crazy catch last week. That was week.
0: a gnarly catch. Yeah. Um, America, right?
1: And then, I guess, just quickly, uh, my bonus start is Traylon Burks. I think they have a negative game script against the Eagles. He's been getting targeted heavily. Um but, yeah, I like him, too, and he's, he's a great talent as well.
0: All right. Yeah, that wraps, that up, wraps our up our starts, starts. of the week 13. Uh, we can move into our sits now. <clears throat> uh, my first sit of the week playing against the Chicago Bears, I have Alan Lazard. Um, I think last week and the week before that, Lazard kind of showed a little bit of a, of a ceiling. Um, Now, he's a talented receiver, don't get me wrong, but I really do think that Christian Watson is the better receiver in that lineup, and I think they're starting to really gravitate towards passing to Watson. Um, Lazard's numbers have been down recently. He had four points last week, 10 points the week before that, and seven points uh, against the Cowboys in Week 10. Um, Now, these aren't like the worst numbers, but... I think Watson is honestly starting to become that wide receiver one. Uh, they really like him in Green Bay. I mean, especially that isn't. I don't even think Aaron Rodgers. He might not play. I think he's good, but he's still in the mean, If he doesn't play, I think Jordan. I mean Jordan Love. Jordan Love get that one pass. Well. To one yeah, he had that one pass to Christian Watson, which was very impressive from an Eagles fan standpoint. Uh, <laughs> Say it again, I dare you. Um, but also. Alan Lazard going against the Chicago secondary is not very favorable. The Chicago secondary is actually very good. I mean, Jalen Johnson, um, Eddie Jackson. Steady Eddie. Yeah, they got some, they got some solid Bear. players out there. Um, and right now, they're actually the Bears defense is number nine against um, receivers in fantasy, which is pretty solid. Uh, but, I mean, if... I guess if Trevor Simeon's playing, they probably won't have. I mean, Green Bay is gonna have much, m- much more uh, opportunity, much, m- yeah. much more opportunities on offense, uh, making it probably, I guess, more production for Allen Lazard and more opportunities, which could hurt it in the future. But I do think that Lazard gets shut down a little bit here, and I think Watson, if anything, will probably get the most benefits if the Green Bay have a good passing game this upcoming week um but yeah I think Lazard's starting to fall out of the lineup a little bit and Romeo Dobbs might come back this week I forgot about that okay (laughs) I don't is he coming back this week? he might okay my
1: first sit um, we're gonna go Devin Singletary Thursday night football against a tough New England run defense. Um, I just think he's gonna struggle. I think they're gonna have to lean on the pass a little more. I mean, their pass, the New England pass defense is also good. I just can't really see Singletary performing super well um, against this defensive line. Um, he's been he had a rough game last week, only putting up eight points. which Isn't terrible, but. He's definitely proven he's the lead back, I think, in
0: Buffalo. I just don't see him having a very productive day mm. um, against New England. I, th- I agree with that. I think Bill Belichick is amazing against the run. At I home, think. too. This is also going to be a pretty close game, I think. Buffalo and New England, uh, two teams that have always battled it out. Um, New England could honestly pull off an upset if they could. Um, but the Bills' offense has a huge test this week. Um, but I don't think it favors Singletary at all. Maybe even Naeem Hines gets some... Maybe I think Hines could honestly get more snaps in this game. It's very possible since they're probably gonna be passing for a majority of it, and Hines is a receiving back in my eyes. So I could see Hines having a good week. Probably yeah, Singletary though. But uh, my next sit would be Leonard Fournette of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Uncle Lenny. Yeah, I mean, Rashad White has had a little bit of a come up this season. Um, he's a rookie, right? Yeah, you yeah, Rashad. Uh, kind of looked at, upon as a receiving back, but it's kind of grown into more of a running back, too. Um, they're also starting to split a little more in Tampa Bay, and I don't think Leonard Fournette is the guy anymore. Um, he used to be the RB1. We get a lot of the touches. Uh, earlier in the year, he had, like, he was putting up solid numbers, twenty plus every so week. So much production, um, but not anymore. Ne- right now, he's the running back number fourteen in the rankings, but he hasn't played since week ten. He was out last week, had a bye before that, um, and he's questionable with this week. Uh, he was pr- oh, he will not try. He did did not try with the Cleveland actually, and was ruled out. Um, which he is did kinda, practice today. He did practice today, um, which is a good sign. But at the same time, uh, they might not give him the same. Uh, amount of touches or snaps that he usually gets because he's coming back from an injury. And um, them playing against Cleveland oh, – sorry, not Cleveland, uh, New Orleans is also not a good sign because the Saints have a very good defense this year. Um, and uh, I honestly could see them shutting down the run game a little bit for Tampa Bay. And uh, Tom Brady, I think he airs it out a little bit with Godwin and Evans. Um but yeah, I don't I don't see a good week from Fournette here. Um, not I guess a good amount of carries, not that much yardage. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see a bright uh, future ahead here for Fournette. I mean, rest of the season, honestly, because because of the come up of Rashad White, I think he's he, he's he's uh, gonna replace him sooner or later.
1: Yeah, I like that. Um, not really disagreeing <laughs> with any of your picks today. Really, thank you. Um, Wow. Maybe that's a little boring, but it is what it is. My second sit, and I, I think you can just drop him at this point. Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. He's terrible. What happened? Yeah, I mean,
0: I, <sighs> I, I, I was honestly really big on the Broncos to start of the season. Uh, I don't know why. I thought their roster was very talented. It is really talented. I mean, with Sutton, Judy. Um, and then they had Javante. Um, I really thought they would be a playoff team, and they are horrible right now. They could honestly be a top three pick in the NFL draft. That's definitely a possibility. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I like I a couple weeks ago. I think when I was on the pod by myself, I said mm-hmm. Russ is a good buy low. Um, clearly regretting that now, but I mean he didn't really cost you anything at the time. But I just you can't start him. It's too it's too miserable to watch the TV and watch him struggle like this. Um, Jesus, okay. I mean, is it not? Miserable. Is if you're it? watching your fantasy yeah, quarterback, you want to see him do any, literally anything. Yeah, yeah. He's just,
0: I don't know what it is. He, I don't think he's, whenever I watch him, it seems as if he's very timid to throw the ball. And he decision, does seem like that. Like, the decision-making is just not, it's just, it's just, it just wasn't what it used to be um, with the Seahawks. And uh, he's taking a much longer time to throw the ball and release the ball. Um, Cortland Sutton, honestly, is a very talented receiver, and I I wish the best for that man. I really like Cortland Sutton. Um, but, yeah. I'm a Judy kind of guy. Okay. But uh, that Broncos offense, something's got to change. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of Hackett. It, but it's, it can't be all Hackett. Are you a Hackett hater? Or? I'm a Hackett hater. Okay. Yeah
1: my fantasy team name was actually hating Hackett for a long time I just changed it to missing Brees because I miss Brees Hall
0: anyway you got your third set yeah now uh, this one's a a little bit controversial Uh, I mean the pick is controversial and the player is controversial coming back uh, to play in the NFL uh, this is the first time he's playing in a good amount of time like a year and a half or something like that revenge game too um but Deshaun Watson uh he is my sit for this week uh, he's coming back here playing against Houston um it is a revenge game Houston traded him um after all the like allegations and the Browns paid a hefty price for him um Deshaun had to sit out the first 12 games of the season and he's finally back um, from what I've seen, the Browns are happily welcoming him, ba- welcoming him back in the lineup, um, pretending like nothing really happened. Um, but I don't think the rest of the NFL is on the same page. I think the Texans, honestly, could have a very aggressive approach to Deshaun Watson agree, by rushing him a lot. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm kind of scared for Deshaun <laughs> Watson's health for this week because a lot of players are going to want to hit him. Um But, uh, yeah, I'm not that big on him either. Like, I know he has a lot of talent, but he also hasn't played in about a year and a half. Um, And it's his first week back. I don't think they're going to rush him into anything that he can't really do. Um, It's a very new system to him, and he has been practicing with the system uh, in the preseason and these last couple weeks, uh, and he's had some time to adjust, but this is his first time playing in an actual game in a long time. I don't think he, like, pops off. Maybe he gets, like, 15 points but he's projected 19.3 points which is honestly crazy um the houston texans defense or just like secondary honestly isn't that bad either they are number six actually against uh quarterbacks in fantasy and uh, i know the texans are horrible and they probably are going to lose this game but uh i think they actually have an answer for watson not an answer for chubb or hunt but um I, also the game script i think they're gonna be running the ball for a majority of this game for this game um But Yeah, I I just—I don't think Deshaun Watson will pop off like people are saying.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have to agree again, fortunately. Um, But I I just don't think Deshaun Watson has to do a lot in this game. I think they're going to get the dub no matter what. Yeah. Um, Chubb and Hunt—I think Hunt's also also a good start. Um, But— I don't think he's going to have to do a lot. He's not going to really have to prove himself in this game. Yeah. Whereas if he was going against a KC or a Cincinnati or, or just a high-octane offense that he'd have to do, he'd have to prove himself more. But I think they'll get the dub. So this isn't really a high-ceiling game for Deshaun Watson.
0: Yeah, and for those fantasy owners out there that are like immediately starting Deshaun Watson, I would kind of hold back a little bit, kind of look at your other options, see if they're more consistent. Um, like, I know his talent is definitely there. He won the most talented quarterbacks in the NFL, but I think he has to show us for like a couple weeks to see if he's right back on track, um, but yeah. All right, who's your last sit, Max? My last sit is
1: Michael Gallup. Um, I love this Dallas offense. I think they have a great week again, but I think he's gonna be, I think the Cowboys are gonna be up on the Colts the majority of the game. And they're gonna use a combination of Pollard and Zeke rushing the ball. If they do throw the ball, I'm looking at CD and Schultz over Gallup. I just don't think there's enough production to go around. The too many mouths to feed in Dallas. Um,
0: So I I I'm sitting Gallup this week. All right. Yeah. I I agree with that. I think I mean Gallup had some crazy catches on Thanksgiving when I was watching. Yeah, he's a good player. He's a great player. Um, but I think you're right about that. I think Indianapolis' defense is is, is pretty solid. Um, I think that actually will be a closer game than people think. Uh, but yeah, I think they honestly. I think it'll be a big game for Pollard and Zeke. Um, I don't know if Gallup will have the biggest of uh, production. But um, what's our next segment here again? I think it's the coveted game picks. The coveted game. Picks everybody loves. Of course. But let's 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 go right into it. Um shall we review last week's? Oh, last week's yes, of course. Sorry about that. Max, you want to go over that?
1: Yeah, so week 12, Malone and I actually tied. Out of 16 games, we both got 11 correct. Um, I think we had six disagreements total, so mm-hmm. we each won three of those. Um, and then, I guess, eight agreements. Uh, no, that doesn't add up. Okay, well, <laughs> whatever. <coughs> we had some disagreements. Um split the difference there so now i'm still in the lead um just by a bit i'm 38 and 19 starting from week 9 to 12 so that's five four weeks (laughs) four weeks i'm 38 and 19 and malone is 35 and 21. after a little bit of a rocky start for Malone. He's right back in the game with some great picks over these last couple weeks. (laughs) But
0: I guess let's get into this week's game picks. All right. I mean, first game, Thursday night football. Tonight, you got Buffalo versus New England. Divisional matchup. I think it's going to be a good game. Um, But I went with Buffalo here. I think Buffalo takes it. I think Josh Allen is, I mean, he's been honestly struggling a little bit recently, but I think Diggs takes over, actually, in this game. I think Diggs has a really good game. I think Buffalo, it'll be a gritty game, very close, maybe low scoring. Buffalo takes it. Josh Allen shows why he's him. Maybe not the MVP, but he's him. See, I don't disagree with anything you said, mm-hmm.
1: but I, I just have New England winning this game. I'm taking an upset here. At home, you said it yourself, Bill Belichick is incredible coach He, is, he he's is. an incredible coach i may i may eat this one later but i'm gonna take new england over buffalo in a nice little upset i think it's gonna be closer like you said than people imagine um and yeah let's move on oh my god we have to talk about the eagles again tennessee against philadelphia um if you didn't know malone's uh yeah. Malone likes the Eagles, like, just a bit. Yeah, a little bit. Not that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but we went, both went with Philadelphia here. Um, Philadelphia's home. Had a great week last week. Miles Sanders, I mean, I'm going to let you talk about this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I mean, Philadelphia had a great game last week. Their defense definitely struggled, though, something that I'm a little scared about um, going against Tennessee. I think Tarek Henry. Is just scary. I don't know if Philadelphia has what it takes to stop them. Uh, they've struggled with their run defense recently. Is Jordan Davis out? Jordan Davis is out. His practice window has been open though, so we will see. But um, that'll be a good matchup if Jordan Davis plays. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a little scary. Yeah, um, he's a different. I think there's for sure. there's a little bit of a trap game here. I think Tennessee honestly has the power to beat us. I think if the Eagles can't hold Derrick Henry, They, I think they will beat us, um, but if Derrick Henry is somewhat contained, I don't think Ryan Tannehill has what it takes to beat Philly. I think the secondary does a solid job against Traylon Burks and Robert Woods. It's really just on if Philadelphia can stop Derrick Henry. Hopefully they can. Hopefully they have some type of game plan against that, um, but I do have faith in Philly. Um, I think the offense will do really well. But yeah, taking Philly as well. I was actually about to go Tennessee and then realized that Philly's home and that was literally the factor that pushed me for the Philly side. All right, but our next game here, we got Pittsburgh versus Atlanta. This was a tough decision for uh, Max and I. Uh, We both agreed on Pittsburgh winning this game. Uh, They really showed out last week against the Colts, which I was very surprised about, even though I picked them. Um, <laughs> Naji is questionable right now. He uh, I don't think did he pra- I don't think he practiced. I don't know. I don't want to see that. I don't. I'm not watching this. I don't game. know if that's going to be a huge, like factor in it. But <clears throat> I think Pittsburgh takes it. I think Kenny Pickett has another great game, and uh, it'll be a close game. But I think Pittsburgh takes it.
1: Yeah. Nothing else to add there. I don't really want to watch this game. Um, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, Packers against Chicago. Um, I actually think this is the – if Justin Fields plays, this is Chicago's opportunity to um, shut Aaron Rodgers up about owning Chicago and mm. owning the Bears. But I do still believe in Green Bay is going to take this one. Um, they've looked a lot better towards this part of the season as opposed to the beginning. Um,
0: okay. Okay. Um, yeah. But, I, yeah, I think Green Bay takes this as well. Um, like, I, I do have faith in Chicago, and I've been a huge Justin Fields supporter, but if he's not able to play, it's over. Packers are crushing them. Um, but I think the Packers a little mad about last week, and their offense actually did pretty well. So I could see the same pattern happening, Green Bay taking this. But well, let's move on to the next game. We got Jacksonville versus Detroit. Disagreement here. A little disagreement. Um I went with Detroit. Now Jacksonville is it's it's a it's a weird team, honestly. I think sometimes they have a really good game. Sometimes they kinda disappoint. Um but I think Detroit takes this. Uh that running game I actually I really like with Jamal and DeAndre. Um And I think think they run all over Jacksonville's defense. I also think Goff has a solid game. Offense uh, explodes a little bit, 30-plus points maybe. I agree, both teams. Um, But I think Detroit takes this. I just really like Detroit's culture. Love, love, love. Yeah,
1: I like Detroit's culture too. I also like Jacksonville's culture as well. I think Trevor Lawrence is really stepping into a bigger role. We discussed that a little bit earlier. So I'm going to go with Jacksonville. Um, I think this is, this is possibly one of the highest-scoring games of the week. I don't think either defense necessarily has an answer for either offense. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm just going to throw out a prediction. I'm going to go 34-31 Jacksonville. Um,
0: yeah. All right. Yeah, that's it. Let's go another disagreement here. Jets versus Minnesota. Uh, I took the underdog here with the Jets, Mike White. I think he pops off again. Garrett Wilson has a great week. Elijah Moore gets more looks. Jets take it. Offense explodes. Minnesota is contained a little bit. I think Sauce Sauce contains um, Justin Jefferson a little bit. A hot Ooh. take. Um, Interesting. But I think the Jets take this one in a huge upset. Mike White shows shows up a little bit.
1: Yeah, I've just been living in New York too long to watch the Jets be good. So I just don't think. I think there's a little bit too much hype around Mike White. Mm -hmm. I think he's a good quarterback, and I think he is better than Zach Wilson. But I just don't see him beating such a great Minnesota team. Defense is stepping up a little bit more. Um, The offense is absurd, has all the weapons in the world to win a Super Bowl, I think, um, even though Tom Brady and the Bucs are going to win. But I'm taking Minnesota in this game. Wow. Another disagreement here. The Washington Commanders, I was about to say football team, against the New York Giants. Um, I'm a Giants fan. I don't like to talk about it as much as Malone likes to talk about his Eagles. But I'm going to take the Giants here at home. I think the New York crowd gets behind the team, and they're going to hand Washington their first loss. Washington's been a first loss in a, in a while. They've been on a bit of a hot streak lately, winning, I think, four or five games in a row. But I think... Um, we got to humble them a little bit.
0: Um, uh, I also, I think Belgium just tied Croatia in the World Cup, and Belgium just got kicked out, which is crazy. Um, anyways, so how does that affect fantasy? <laughs> anyways, um, <clears throat> yeah, that I took crazy. Washington here. I think I really like Heineke, um, and I, I just also don't have any faith in the Giants. I think Washington also was very underrated, and I think they win this game. Next game, Baltimore versus Denver easy. Baltimore. We talked about how much we hated Denver. Baltimore. Baltimore. Next. Game after that, Cleveland versus Houston. Talked a little bit about this. Uh, I think Cleveland still takes it, even though Deshaun might not have the best game. Uh, I hope Houston wins, though. That will be huge. Um, But I think Cleveland wins. I agree. I think Chubb could rush for 200 yards in this game. Mm. Okay. Seattle versus Rams. Um, We both pick Seattle. Uh, We'll see if Stafford plays. Uh, He probably will play, but I don't think the Rams' offense can keep up with Seattle's, and I think Lockett has a huge game. Like I said before, Seattle takes it. I agree with that one, too, taking Seattle, except look out for Kyron a little bit. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) And then our next game here, we had a disagreement, Miami versus the Niners. Top two game of the week, I think. Um, I took Miami. I I love Tua. I really like him. He's my fantasy quarterback, too. I think Tua has a good game here. He shows why... Um, He deserves to be seen as a quarterback one and as a top 10 QB in the NFL. Um, And I think Dolphins take it. Waddle and Tyreek have a good game. Um, Maybe the running game won't have a good game, but I think think the offense outplays the Niners here.
1: Yeah, this is an interesting one for me. I like this game, and the next game we're going to talk about is KC against Cincinnati. I think these are two games of the week. Apparently decide between what... I guess I'd go KC versus Cincinnati game of the week because of that playoff matchup last week, last year. But in terms of Miami, San Francisco, I think both of these offenses are top five in the league. Um, top five? Yeah, top five in the league. Maybe Definitely top ten. Uh, maybe seven. I don't know. Um, but top offenses in the league, I just think that the Niners defense can contain the Miami offense better than um, the Miami defense can contain Sam Fran's offense. I think, what's his name, Ch- uh, Hufunga? Yeah. Baby Troy Palomalu. I think kind of, he's a stud. He is crazy. He's good. very good. And um, the, way that, the way that team is built is around their defense, despite all the weapons they have on offense. So I'm going to go with San Francisco or SF, right. as you like to call it.
0: All right, next game, another disagreement here. Chiefs versus Bengals. I took the Bengals. Actually, I think Jamar's return will prove to be crazy. I think he's gonna go. I think he's gonna have a really good week here against the Chiefs. Um, I think Joe also does really well here. Joe, Joey Bur, Joe Burrow. Um, <laughs> I think Cincinnati repeats what they did last year in the playoffs and they win this game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think who's better than Joe but Patrick? I mm-hmm. mean. <laughs> Um, I like KC in this game. Um, I think they're going to come out swinging. They, they're they hungry for this win. They want this revenge from the playoffs. Um, mm. And I think Mahomes doesn't need Tyreek to be good. He's the best quarterback in the league. Jesus. And I think he, he shows that here. And not that the Cincinnati's defense is is incredible, but I think this is another high-scoring game along with Jacksonville-Detroit. I
0: mean, there, there is a possibility that Juju
1: and Hardman and Tony are all out of the
0: game. No, I don't care. <laughs> he has Kelsey. He has Kelsey. I, I honestly don't care. All right, whatever. Um, <laughs> you're wrong. Oh, Anyways, sorry. next game, Chargers versus Raiders. We both took the Chargers here. Uh, Raiders had a good game last week, but I think the Chargers have been playing pretty well recently. Um, Eckler and Herbert, they go off here. Uh, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, they're back again. Offense goes off. Chargers take it. It'll be a good jersey matchup, though.
1: good jersey matchup?
0: (laughs) Like their jerseys. You like
1: Vegas jerseys?
0: Yeah, they're cool. (laughs) Anyways, uh, Indianapolis versus Dallas. uh, This is
1: a massacre, I think.
0: Shout out Aiden Hughes, but Dallas is going to probably massacre here. uh, I don't think... Jonathan Taylor is going to be that important in this game. I think Dallas defense shuts down a little bit. Um, I do like Pittman a lot in this game. I think Dak has a solid game. I think Dallas will probably take over here with Pollard and Zeke. Um, But, yeah, I think Dallas wins this one. I don't think Indianapolis has has a big chance here. They have surprised in the past. They've been off and on. But I think Dallas takes it.
1: I, I do like Pittman, though. Like I said, I think you can look for 10 targets coming Pittman's way, especially in a negative game
0: script kind of day. Okay. The last game of the week, Monday Night Football, the Saints versus the Buccaneers, uh, our last disagreement here. Um, I took the Saints. Um, I think, I think they actually kind of have a little bit of upset here. I think the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton, upsets tom brady i think uh tom brady shut down by the saints um if i'm not mistaken i think they already played this year and i think oh let me see i think they did and i'm pretty sure yeah they played week two um did they win i don't don't even remember uh let's let's see this Uh,
1: to me it doesn't matter
0: Ooh, on that game, we know Brady pops out, pops yeah. off at the end of the season. Um, it was 2010 Buccaneers. I think Saints get revenge here. Um, they lock down a little no. bit on this defense. No. Okay. You're wrong. Well, that wraps up our game picks. Um, yep, that wraps it up. In our next section here, we got a special guest.
1: All right, so now it's time to invite one of my really good friends, Aaron Lavov, into the show. He's going to be talking about college football. Aaron, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing good, Max. How about you?
1: Good, and we got Malone still here. Yeah, I'm still here, yeah. Uh, he didn't leave, unfortunately. <laughs> um, all right, so Aaron, how, where do you want to start? This you, this is your area, so you're educating us over here. Yeah, I
2: know, I know you called me in because you guys... You know you guys you guys know some about college football mm-hmm. but i'm i i follow it extensively so i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about some of the top players in the draft class that you might see you know pop off as rookies um, or even developers some amazing players in the future
1: All right, so i'm gonna good. give
2: you the top three at each you know major fantasy position sounds good uh, yeah, I'm going to start with uh, you know the most important position, the quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's a loaded quarterback class this year, and and I'm really excited. Uh, we have some awesome draft picks. So start with CJ Stroud out of Ohio State.
0: I knew number that one. one probably That's one of the only ones my, I know. Is he your number one?
2: My, he's my number one on all draft boards. He should wow. be the number one pick okay. in the draft. He's generational talent. Supremely accurate. I'll, I'll give you some of his numbers 20, 23 and 3 record, 81 to 12 touchdown to interception ratio. Jeez. Yeah. 69.3 completion rating in his career. So this isn't like a small sample size. This guy is the real deal, in my opinion. Uh, I think maybe hold off on drafting him in the in fantasy just because he'll be put in a really bad situation probably drafted by texans or a team like that and he's not gonna have great fantasy value right away but definitely think about him if you're in uh if you're in uh legacy league
0: do you think uh a lot of people I, i've seen a lot of draft boards for 2023 and i've seen like a lot of people put bryce young uh, going to the Texans with the first pick. A lot of people think that Bryce Young's more pro ready. Would you say that's true or do you think CJ is going to succeed so, more?
2: So, I I think Bryce Young's played in more big time games and and has succeeded. But I think it's I'm I'm a little worried that it's due to his surroundings being on Alabama, which has the best offensive line, the best skill positions, the one of the best defenses. I think. I think he, he could be good, but I'm worried that he was carried to the spot. And we have seen Alabama quarterbacks do well yeah. in, the, in the league. Um, you know, Mac Jones, Tua, Jalen Hurts played with Alabama. He was a starter. Yeah. Um. But he and he is number three on on my list of quarterbacks. But I. I would if, if I were the Texans and I had the first round pick, I would take CJ Stroud. But I could see them taking Bryce Young. Wait, so
1: Aaron, let me ask you a question. How does CJ Stroud compare to the to the Trevor Lawrence draft class?
2: How how does like this draft
1: does, class in general? Okay, fine. Yeah, you can do that too. Like, yeah, but I was just wondering, like, um. Oh, I get it. Like yeah. compared to like tr- let's say Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and. And um T Law, like how do the top three how do your top three compare there? Mm-hmm.
2: So I actually think um Trevor Lawrence is a good example of of what CJ Stroud's career trajectory is looking at. Got it. Him or Justin Fields, where he's gonna be put in a terrible situation, clearly has the talent to do well. I mean Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields both really, really amazing talents put in really really bad situations with bad head coaches and we could see that with CJ Stroud I hope to see Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields and CJ Stroud all play really well Um, and um, I I, I expect him to be good by his second or third year as I expect for Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence next year
1: gotcha that makes sense
2: so I talked a bit about about Bryce Young. My, the, the guy, a guy that I have higher on my list than most of the big uh, analysts have is Hendon Hooker, I think, out of Tennessee.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think he is the most accurate out of this class, and and all of the quarterbacks that I've, I've named so far played with the least amount of talent around him and still succeeded, beat Bryce Young in Alabama. This past year, interesting, and his numbers are insane. The past season, the past two seasons, past two seasons, he's fifty-eight and five touchdown to interception ratio, absolutely insane. Thirteen point seven yards per attempt. Uh, That number is elite. (laughs) Elite to a ridiculous level. Seventy percent completion rating. Jeez, this guy and and he's not playing like CJ Stroud who has 3 of the top wide receivers mm. or Bryce Young who last year had 3 of the top receivers. I mean, he has one, you know, fourth round pick receiver in in Jalen Hyatt who isn't even, you know, on on the list who who isn't even uh, ready to be drafted yet. But other than that, he doesn't have any premier scope position, and he's still the best quarterback in the league. And probably should win Heisman, probably
0: won't because of his injury. But. Do, you, um, just one guy that I'm really interested in. A lot of people think that Caleb Williams is going to win Heisman. Wait, is Caleb even eligible? You're asking their own So Caleb, Caleb will, will
2: be he's, the, he's, the star of the next draft.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's a sophomore. Um, yeah, well, I, I was just going to say that. I think, like, he's a huge Heisman candidate. But, yeah, um, no, I. I and then also, I saw, in, like, back in October for, like, the rankings for the next uh, draft, a lot of people put, like, uh, Will Levis, like, really high, and I think he's dropped uh, a good amount. Do you know why?
2: Yeah, so, kind of similar to a guy, like, um, who's the guy who went to Washington, out of North Carolina. Um
0: uh, you're asking uh, the wrong people here oh um oh <laughs> uh, no i know who he's talking about he's the backup for the colts yeah he's a backup Sam Ellinger? no 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 he's on the panthers pj Walker. no no he's not never mind you're saying sorry. My, my, yeah. my
2: point is like so he was ranked really like of top two round quarterback in the beginning and dropped significantly i th- i think he is a career backup will levis Mm. Um, maybe like a Marcus Mariota type, he gets a shot, could be successful on a, like a, a team with a good defense. Maybe like Taylor Heineke or, or Marcus Mariota, a guy like that. Um, I don't see him being a top quarterback in the league or his skills translating, and I think the other analysts see that as well.
1: Got it. Sounds good. That sounds good on quarterbacks. So do you think any of them can break into a top 10 fantasy quarterback rookie year? Sounds like no, but, I mean, what do you think about that?
2: I think if one drops to, like, the 10th or 11th pick, gets picked by a team, you know, that has the pieces around them, maybe, like, the Colts take one of these guys, if, if they drop to later, they could be, they could have a Justin Herbert, like, rookie season. That's interesting, yeah. But if, if they're taken in those early, you know, top five picks, or, or maybe, like, the Seahawks take one of these players with with their top five pick from the Broncos, that could be really interesting. And they if that happens, that could be really awesome for them.
1: Got it. All right, so where do you want to go now, wide receiver or running back?
2: So this is... I mean, it's a really loaded class here. I'm going to go with, with the running backs. All right, Some let's do it. Awesome, awesome running backs. So number one running back in the class, I think pretty universally around the board, is Bijan Robinson out of Texas. Um, you know, six feet,
0: 220, running wrecking ball, uh, really hard to tackle.
2: Mm. Um, he has 31 total touchdowns in 30 games, and for like 10 of those games, he was a backup. Um, oh, wow and barely played. 3,200-plus yards, 6.3 yards per carry. He's a monster, like, receiving two. He's a dual-threat guy. Expect to see him go in, you know, the second round of the draft, probably, like, where Brees Hall went.
0: Somewhere around that. I love that yeah. man. I think, like, um, a lot of... Me and Max are talking about this today, but a lot of teams right now, there's not, like, a... There's not a team that desperately needs a running back. Like there are some teams that are weak for running backs, but do you think like if Bijan was drafted to a team that already had a solidified like RB one, let's say like I don't know, like the Rams or like the I'm not he's not solidified, but Kyron Williams, like he's on the come up. <laughs> do you think like Bijan would be able to take that RB one like really quickly if he's on a team? Excuse-
2: well, I mean, we saw the exact same thing with Brees Hall. We yeah, saw him yeah, going yeah. into a system with Michael Carter already there, and he took over in like what was it? Two weeks. It was an immediate stud.
1: Yeah, I yes, I see
2: that happening.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. So, what do you see as a good team for for Bijan? Do you have one in mind or no? Because I was watching film. I was watching some Bijan film last night, and
0: he's a beast. He can. He's like a. He's swift, he's uh, shifty He'll be like a mid-round pick So he'll probably go to like mid-first round Honestly, maybe I mean, running backs I, aren't really valued that high anymore exactly. But
2: I hope for him that he ends up on a team Like, I don't know Maybe starting as like the backup to Clyde edwards mm. Chief. I
1: think he would
0: That'd really be scary
1: that. That's interesting Yeah but the Chiefs don't usually use like a bell cow back, but maybe with Bijan that would be different, I guess we have to just wait
2: yeah, I, 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 th- I think you want to start him off slow you don't want to go right. with a huge workload right away um, right. and you want you know two, two guys working together and I think that's where he would fit really well with the Chiefs, obviously anyone who's plugged into that Chiefs system is going to succeed mm. um, but yeah, he would fit really well there <laughs>
0: Right, who's your Who's your second favorite? So
2: number two, uh, Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama. Yeah. So this guy is yeah. the epitome of dual threat. Can catch out of the backfield and run really well. Also, great returner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so his numbers aren't overwhelming in college, mostly because he has some injury problems. But when he is on the field, he is elite. And he started with with uh, Georgia Tech and transferred to Alabama this past season. So his numbers with, with Georgia Tech, even more impressive. Um, 1,841 uh, rushing yards with 13 touchdowns in about 20 something games, which doesn't sound crazy compared to these other guys, but you have to remember he's playing with Georgia Tech and they're not a great
1: team. Aaron, who would you compare him to in the NFL right now? Is there a good comparison or no?
2: So a comparison I would have for him would be... Uh, he, he retired, Forte. Um,
1: oh, okay, interesting. Would, would,
2: would be a good comparison. Him and the next guy I'm about to talk about also.
0: Does he um, have like Martha. a... Sorry to cut yeah. you off. Does he have like a huge like receiving upside, do you think, in the NFL? You think he'll get a lot of receptions? I think
2: I think huge receiving upside, um, and we we see guys who don't have receiving upside in college, you know, yeah. get there in the NFL. But I think he already has it, mm. and we could see him turn into like an Antonio Gibson or someone like like that.
1: Okay, interesting.
2: Yeah. So the third guy who has the potential to be the the best. In my opinion, in this in this class, Blake Corum out of Michigan, he's runs a four four forty. Absolutely insane. Doesn't have the passing game or the receiving game as much, but probably the best pure running back in the in the class.
0: Wow. Um, Man, he's and, a Heisman candidate, apparently,
2: and a Heisman candidate. Yeah, and really did kind of carry Michigan this year. Um, because the quarterback play has been average there.
1: Maybe they need to get your boy from Ithaca.
2: <laughs> yeah, they, they need A.J. Winfield. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, obviously, this quarterback class is very impressive, but the running back class is right there with them. Um, I, I'm going to talk later in the show about one team you might want to watch out, for, or one player on each team. Um, that you might want to watch out for. Um, and there's some running backs here that are also, I, could be late round, like Kenneth Walker type guys. who are good. Mm. But I'll get into the wide receivers. Um, also, wide receivers are a bit more top heavy. This, 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 for this class, we have like three really good guys, and then it kind of drops off. But um, <coughs> these, these three guys are... NFL ready, mm-hmm. NFL ready, all, um, all offensive rookie of the year candidates, all three of them. Oh, damn! So, number one, Quentin Johnston out of TCU, totally overlooked by you know general NFL fans. People don't really follow TCU football, but this guy is special. <laughs> Most broken tackles in America. He his stat line in one season or in two seasons sorry 1800 receiving yards and for 13 touchdowns which doesn't sound like a lot for NFL standards but you have to remember um college students play 12 game seasons mm-hmm. um and the six four two fifteen,
0: 215 he has he could be like the next DK Metcalf yeah I was gonna he's say AJ Brown yeah. interesting
2: That's, yeah he's he's he has the elusiveness of Depot Samuel and the fifty fifty um capabilities of D.K. Metcalf. So this guy is insane. Would you s-
0: would you say like late first round? Maybe or maybe early? I
2: I could I could honestly even see like mid first round or even uh like top fifteen.
0: Do you think like it's gonna be something similar to twenty twenties draft where no not twenty twenty one waddle? Twenty twenty one draft, yeah, where like Jamar, Jalen and Devontae all went I, in the top ten
2: exactly like that oh, okay. I think the three guys I'm wow. talking about are on that level
1: yeah do you think he's a do you think he's a um, like a big red zone threat too
2: huge red zone threat okay. I think I mean he, he's a 50-50 machine I mean TCU has he's carried it's hard to carry a team as a, as a wide receiver it really is but he really has carried them and he's their, their top threat on offense
1: and how's his quarterback play in college
2: so So um, his quarterbacks, Max Duggan, who is all... I'm going to talk about him a bit later, but he's like pure grit. You know, Taylor Heineke-esque player. So Uh,
0: typical college.
2: Also going to be drafted this year, probably.
0: I mean, I think if he's going earlier, mid-first round, I could see him... Like, what team needs a receiver late? The like, Texans need one. The Ravens. I think they have two picks. The Ravens need a receiver. Oh, yeah. I, that would be a great fit. I mean, I don't think the Ravens, the Ravens The Ravens will be drafting late, though.
2: If you want, like, a late fantasy draft pick where you want to take a shot at a rookie receiver, this is the guy to go for. <laughs> you think he's he most
0: pro-ready? Like, he'll fit in I
2: think I think quickly. he's pro-ready. I think he could, mm. you know, may, maybe not, um, mm-hmm. you know, going to be a top yeah draft pick guy.
1: But it's worth a stash in a late round fantasy draft, It's no? worth
2: a stash, and yeah. especially if, if you're in a legacy league, take him.
1: All right. Interesting.
2: All right. So the next guy I'm going to talk about is probably the second or first on most boards is Jackson Smith and Jigba.
0: I yeah, I've, 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 yeah. Heard, I've actually heard of This that guy's one. nice, yeah. Justin I've, Fields. A lot of people I've got Justin Fields. Wait, yes, yeah, Justin Fields. Never mind. <laughs> you are saying... <laughs> So yeah,
2: he he actually didn't put up that many numbers with Justin Fields because they had so many wide receivers ahead of him. This Ohio State is wide receiver view, um, and if you look at all all the players that they put into the NFL, it's ridiculous. I mean, Kirk Samuel, Terry McLaurin, Garrett Wilson, Alave, Michael Thomas. I mean, yeah. all these guys.
1: Yeah, I quickly. I just want to give you credit because I remember. Um, Going into this year's draft, you were saying that those guys were going to be studs in the NFL, and you were right. They're both. I, I, mean, I
2: was, I was on the Ohio State you wide receiver you high horse. You
1: were, and I don't know um how much you've listened to the podcast. Like no pressure, regardless, but um, I listen every week. Oh well, that's great. Well that's then, amazing. you know how much we love Chris Olave yeah. over here.
0: Yes, I know. Um, I, folk hero. If I'm if I might be wrong here and it's might just be a small sample size, but did Jackson Smith and Jigba have like injury concerns or is that so?
2: Yes, not true. Okay, he hasn't played this past season, yeah. Well, he's played here and there, but he's been he hasn't played this past season, but the season where he did play, and and he I'm I'm telling you, it was probably the best season I've seen in my life out of a wide receiver,
0: not good. I mean that same thing happened to Jalen Waddle though, where he barely played and then he was able to just pop off in the NFL. Right. So it's probably very similar. Well. true. And very we're gonna similar. see
2: next next season. Uh, Jameson Williams also yeah. played with yeah. Ohio State first season before transferring.
1: He's well, stashed on people. my bench. I've just yeah, didn't don't f- don't forget John honor.
0: John Mechie too. Don't forget that man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully he recovers. <laughs> Isn't he on
2: the Texans though?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna forget about. <laughs> no, they're gonna get they're gonna get C J Stroud. Okay, let like just Calm said. Down, yeah
2: alright so the last wide receiver on this list probably a bit like a different tier of, this, of, of these top two but still really good and, and I think Pro Ready maybe as like a number two guy um, Jordan Addison out of USC my only problems with with him is how much of his success is because of Caleb Williams or how, how, how much of his success is because of the elite quarterback play
1: so you think, think if he went to a worse team with bad quarterback playing in the NFL, he wouldn't be as as um, effective as if he got a great quarterback?
2: I would be worried about that. But because he's not a top-tier guy, um, we could see him be put in a good situation.
1: Right. That makes sense.
2: Um, but, yeah, he's the one I'm most worried about. But, he, you know, I mean... I'm not going to lie, even as high as I am on Ohio State wide receivers, I was worried about a guy like Terry McLaurin, and he's blossomed into, you know, top 10 wide receiver in the league.
0: Yeah, he's a star. So this guy
2: could do
0: it. I mean, we saw, I mean, like Drake London, he was, I mean, he did amazing in college, and he was drafted very high, and his quarterback play has been Marcus Mariota, so he hasn't had the most talented quarterback. But he's. I think he's shown his promise and his upside. Um, Yeah. And, I, I mean, uh, yeah, it's uh, you do a lot of receivers do get bailed out by their quarterback. But I think, like, the good quarterback play definitely helps them in the end, I think. Even though it helps their draft stock, I also think it shows that they can play on a bigger level. So, I, I don't really – I don't know. I mean, it, it's definitely possible that Jordan Addison could definitely, like, fall off because their quarterback is, like, Davis Mills or something. <laughs> yeah, but, like, and,
2: and I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Drake London, skill-wise, is – way better oh, okay than I uh, so um, at least from what I've seen but um, do, do you think Addison course, could drop in the draft I see. Th- I, I could see him going like mid second round okay maybe third early third round and then he could he could end up in a good situation but we'll see um tight end class kind of weak but um there are certain schools here that you have to kind of Tip your cap too. They always pump out good tight ends. Um so out of Notre Dame, number one guy all around the board. I'm not too high on. His name's Michael Meyer. He's not gonna kill you.
1: <laughs> I was thinking about
0: Max really liked that one.
1: I thought you were gonna say Kyron Williams. I love that man. What <laughs> the sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so
2: yeah, so Michael Meyer, he's he's kind of average. At he, He's usually, well, when you see a tight end out of college, they're usually really good blocker, a really good receiving threat. And this guy is kind of like top 15 of both. And that's pretty rare to see. But how I would, don't know if that translates well to the NFL because you usually want them to be really good at one thing.
0: How would you compare him to like a Cole Komet or a Pat Fryer move?
2: Yeah, so... Probably slightly better blocker, but um, uh, you know he's just not that much of a receiving threat. I could see him being like tight end two on a team. Yeah, he, he, he's not going to be an early draft pick. I'll say that.
0: I think in especially in fantasy, there's only like three reliable tight ends right now. Yeah, and like outside of that, it's just so it's Don't, so iffy.
2: Do not pick a rookie tight end.
0: Yeah, yeah, do yeah. No. For the, for I mean, Kyle Pitts end. last year wasn't too bad. Uh, but he's also just like generational talent. Yeah, he's different. He, and he's also,
2: he's also like a wide receiver tight end hybrid.
0: Yeah. So, uh, to all of our listeners right now, um, Michael Meyer, I wouldn't say draft him as your tight end one, but I think stashing him would be a very smart idea. I mean, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know. Maybe Aaron would Especially give the same if advice. You have the bench yeah.
2: Um, and this next guy, I think, has higher upside to, uh, the lower floor. Um, Sam Laporta out of Iowa. We've seen, you know, it, it, where he's going to get drafted is somewhere around where uh, another former Iowa player, George Kittle, was drafted in, like, the fourth or fifth round. We could see him. Mm. So um, if he's put in a good system, he could – I think he, he's way better of a pass catcher and way more of, like, a offensive threat and a fantasy threat. So um, if, if you're going to take a chance at a rookie – uh, tight ends to put on your bench I would actually go Sam LaPorta out
1: oh. of Iowa so tell me if I'm wrong but I feel like tight end especially in fantasy mm-hmm. is all about how you fit into an offense it's less about the talent because I feel like they're all pretty similar in talent unless you're talking about Kyle Pitts or the top um, NFL tight ends Exactly. but I feel like like Pat Farmouth doesn't seem like the. I mean I mean, hopefully he's not listening to this, but um, <laughs> he doesn't seem like the most talented guy, but I feel like the situation
0: has really benefited him. Uh, and I have to disagree with you. I think, it's, I think it's good. I mean...
2: It's ex- it's <laughs> exactly the same thing in college, exactly the same thing. It's why you see Notre Dame tight ends do, like, do so well and get drafted all the time, is because their system is built around the tight end position. Interesting. And you don't really see that in the league anywhere. Um... And you might see guys, like, get drafted well in, like, Alabama or Ohio State, but they're mostly blocking guys. So you're not really going to see yeah. that many. You're not going to know if the tight end is good or not until they're in the league. Like, it's, it's, it's really hard to predict these it, guys.
0: It's also very hard for them. Like, I think you have to have two or three years under your belt in order to really show how good you are. Like, I mean, Kyle Pitts had a really good rookie year, but... I mean, Kelsey didn't like go off his rookie year or like Mark Andrews didn't go off his rookie year. I think they had like some years to develop, especially like tight end where you have to start blocking bigger and better players. Like you need to develop, you need that time to develop. So like, sure. exactly. especially in fantasy, like I would not go like or take a huge chance on a rookie tight end, like you were saying.
2: Yeah, I mean, and I, I don't even know if the last guys, I, I'll, I'll mention him because he's like done well in college, but he's more of a black and kind of not really worth fantasy at the time. Uh Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State. Mm-hmm. I, I he was I, I'm an Oregon Ducks fan. They beat us. Oregon State beat us this, this past <laughs> week. That was that was rough. Um and he was you know, he was good. So I, I have to mention
0: what are your thoughts on uh Jurion Dickey? <sighs> he he goes to my high school. <laughs> That's very that
2: is yeah, that's pretty
0: cool. I that's never cool. met him because he transferred senior year. But oh but actually Troy Franklin went to my high school for four years. I met him. Really? Not friends with him. I'm not All that right, close Now not, you guys are talking so, Sorry. I'm not that close with <laughs> him, but, but Troy's actually, No, no, continue. Troy, Troy's an NFL prospect, I'm telling you. He's nice. Alright. Sorry. So
2: <laughs> I I've given you my, my, my top three at each position. But for those who like want to watch um. For those of the listeners who want to watch these championship games, I'm going to give you a player who is going to get drafted to look out for, who's maybe not a top, top guy, but I think at least one or two of these guys are going to hit in the league and will do well. Let's hear it. Uh, All right. So first, got to start off with number one, Georgia. Okay. I know this sounds crazy, but this guy is so good. I think he could be Michael, Michael Parsons' level. Um, on defense.
1: Jeez, that's a hot take, take. I mean,
2: He can take wow. a, a bad offense. He's he's not he's, he's a defensive lineman. Interesting. But he can take a bad defense and turn them into a playable fantasy defense. So his name is Jalen Carter. Mm. The a- absolute monster. Probably number two defensive player on the board behind, um, I believe his name is Will Anderson out of Alabama. But this guy is is the real deal. All right. Number two, Michigan. That game, I don't know if I'd watch it. They're, they're going to win. <laughs> Michigan's going to win that game. But if you do watch it, look out for Ronnie Bell, wide receiver. Um, on the lower end of the wide receiver list, but he had an amazing comeback from injury, and that injury threat is probably why he's not going to get drafted so high. But I think he could translate well as you know a lower end Guy on the totem pole in an organization.
1: What was the injury? Do you know?
2: Um, I believe it was some. It was something in his leg.
1: Oh okay. But not um, an ACL or MCL. uh it,
2: whatever it was, it kept him out for the whole season. I don't have that on me right now.
1: Okay, I got you.
2: Um, so I was talking about Max Duggan. Um, number three, TCU Max Duggan, the quarterback, probably I, I remember, I, I think it's Sam Howell was, was the guy who uh, Washington drafted. Ne- never mind. <laughs> um, but TCU, this guy.
1: Oh, that Sam sounds right, actually. Who? Sam Howell. Oh, it is right. Yeah, oh, it is right. Yeah, That's why saying, it yeah. sounds right. <laughs>
2: yeah. um, so this guy has not only like plays like Tyler Heineke, but also has a Taylor Heineke-like story. He had a heart condition that kept him out of uh, playing football, and he was told he was never going to play football again and he's yeah. come back and now he's brought his team to a chance to win the national championship
0: he has that dog this guy
2: out. is full of grit like like gritty that's that's his that's his main like you, you you can't like put stats on this guy like he's just good in a way that the stat sheet doesn't show but I like that. he could be an awesome like late round draft pick for uh for like an NFL team looking for a backup um next guy, Travis Guy out of USC, the reason I know so much about this guy is he's actually a transfer from Oregon there it is uh, yeah <laughs> he had a really, really horrific injury this year which is why he's slipped on most of the draft boards but um, but he has a high ce- a high floor, or sorry a high ceiling, He's a low floor Um, he's a risk
0: Hmm.
2: alright next guy out of Ohio State number 5 Ohio State I know we're not really supposed to talk about offensive linemen on a fantasy (laughs) (laughs) but I had to call out my man Paris Johnson Jr offensive lineman the top offensive lineman in the class he's a beast he could be like uh, Makai Beckton level good as long as he doesn't get injured
1: what team are they projecting him to go to He's, he's, a, he's a top 10 pick. Oh. Uh-huh. Philly. He's going to uh, Philly. Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah, that would be. be don't, entertain
0: it, <laughs> don't entertain it, Aaron. Don't entertain this kid. That would be really scary. I'll say that. No, because the Eagles have the Saints pick. So they could, they could definitely draft someone. High. Sorry, you were saying I got a little yeah. sidetracked there. Oh, wait. Blake Coram was just said he was out for season. Yeah. Well, I didn't. Wow, that's crazy. Interesting. I just figure that out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right. Next up, number six, Alabama. This I know I know I'm 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 low on tight ends, but I think this guy is the most underrated player in the draft. His name's Cameron Latu out of out of Alabama. He is played as a backup tight end most of his career, but he has the receiving upside that you're looking for in a fantasy tight end and could probably be drafted in like the 5th or 6th round, but will probably, uh, we'll, but I think will develop into, like, a starting caliber fantasy tight end option. Mm.
0: Right. I mean, I think you uh, you definitely listed a lot of tight, tight, tight end <laughs> options for our viewers here. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, right now, I think fantasy-wise, there isn't that much like hype around tight ends the young prospects just have not done anything really i mean kyle pitts is like the only one that that shows that much promise being a young tight end i can't think of anyone he's else. just in the wrong situation like cole, cole komet's like doing a little better with justin fields but um i'm trying to think is there any i don't think there's anyone else really no I mean, pat farmhouse
2: is this young but mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I definitely don't need first and second year tenants. You definitely don't want to go for it in the draft unless they show promise like yeah. this.
1: I mean, um, we can see what I'm they're doing like, in preseason, too, and see how much they're used.
2: Exactly. I'm talking like, like two years down the line, Cameron Law, too, could be a, a good option. All right, next guy, number seven, Tennessee, wide receiver Cedric Tilpin. So, um, You've all heard of, or I don't know if you heard, J- uh, Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. He's next year. But he's the number one guy in of Tennessee, and Cedric Tillman's number two. And he's overlooked because of how good Jalen Hyatt is and how Jalen Hyatt is um, Henton Hooker's number one target. But Cedric Tillman could be a steal in draft. Um, dark horse for, you know, a top wide receiver in, in the class. He's good. And I wanna, I'm going to lump him in with the next guy of Penn State, Parker Washington, wide receiver.
0: These are all guys? He's a bit tough, no he's a bit
2: tough to, to predict because Penn State's offense has been, you know, not great, and you don't really – he's their best offensive piece, but yeah. you don't really know with, with guys like, like that when you're the best offensive piece on a bad offense – so you, you don't really know with a guy like him. Um, but yeah, before I get into the next guy, do you guys have anything to say?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, um, Max, i mean, just asking you this question as well. Um, do you think there's more potential for NFL success with the receiver that has good quarterback play? But or bad quarterback play, but it still does. I
1: mean, I think it really depends on the situation. Like, if you look at an offense that's constantly going to be trailing, right? like the Texans, like, I feel like if the Texans, actually, that's a terrible example. They can't do anything. But, like, if if you're looking at an offense that just can't get anything done but has a top-tier receiver that just gets fed the ball, I think that you don't need, like, any crazy kind of quarterback play. But I think in certain situations, a receiver's gonna need some sort of viable candidate to throwing them the ball to really make an impact in the league or just even make an impact in a singular game. But I, I think it's tricky making like a big generalization about that because it's only dependent on each situation, if that makes sense.
2: And a huge thing about like college wide receivers is usually the best wide receivers are going to teams with the best quarterbacks. That's just kind of how it goes. Um, uh, the, the real outlier of that was Rashad Bateman Out of Minnesota um, he, I know he hasn't done that Translated well into the league
1: I mean he's looked good He just can't stay on the field
2: Yeah uh, But he's he was like a top prospect He's like the only top prospect That didn't go to like a, a, Until Quentin Johnston this year That didn't go to like One of those top schools Right all right. So this next guy, probably one of the more intriguing players in the draft class, uh, quarterback out of Clemson, DJ Weungulay. DJ um, we're talking about a guy who um, who could either be like Mitch Trubisky levels of bad, or you know could be, I don't know, a Russell Wilson steal of the draft, but. We'll see. Uh, he's 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 also tough to... He's only had one real season at quarterback, so it's tough.
1: So definitely one to look out for, but we just got to wait a bit to see how he does in the NFL, you're saying? Yeah. Gotcha. For
2: sure. And the last guy I'm talking about, number 10, Kansas State, Deuce Vaughn, running back. This is the guy who I think, uh, if, if, if you take anything from this, um, my prediction is that Deuce Vaughn is gonna be good in the nfl i think he's he's one of the strongest uh widers like pound for pound guys if not the strongest pound for pound pound guy in the league
0: do you know how tall he is he's short oh
2: okay he he is short um but he's a he's a cannonball he's his legs are always moving um and he's the heart of that kansas state offense which has done really well um, but I'm I'm predicting him to do well in the league. That that that's
0: my guy. I mean, do do you think there's any res- like, what team needs this short, stocky guy? I mean, I, the only thing I, a guy I can think about is like Tyreek Hill, but he's like crazy fast. I don't know if Vaughn has the same speed. Probably not.
2: Vaughn, Vaughn is, is fast, but I don't know about that about Tyreek Hill. Can
0: you think of someone that's stocky and big in the NFL, but like kind of short? Kyron Williams. Oh, no, no, no. I'm kidding. Like a receiver. Kidding. <laughs>
2: Each one is is five six. So I thought he was three, a running
1: back. He's a receiver. Yeah. No,
2: he's a running back. Oh, he's a running no, back. Oh, sorry back.
1: about that. Um, is he like a big guy or is he like skinnier? He just
2: said that he's. Big. No, no, he's, he's a
1: cannonball. Oh right, he's, he's a, a cannonball. Gosh, Max. Sorry. Five six. It's His, okay. His forty is four four.
2: He's a four four forty. Four four
1: three. He's five six. I mean, now we're talking like Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen. No, Devin's, but he's not pound for pound. Devin kind of Singletary. I, I feel like that's a different kind of archetype in the league. <laughs> I think he may be inventing his own like skill position facts. I
2: I, I think I think Jusvan, the, the difference between him and Terry Cohen is that, uh, is that he's like actually strong and like really strong and can like carry defensive linemen with him. That's um, crazy
1: that he's only five six.
2: Yeah, but he he like lives in the weight room so. And before before I go, I have to shout out Ithaca football. <laughs> tune in this Saturday, twelve o'clock. We're playing North Central. Yes, it's sir. Quarterfinal, final eight, hugest game in Ithaca since nineteen ninety one. We're going for we're going for a championship. So D3 football, let's go. Go Ithaca. Yeah.
0: Go Bombers. Go Bombers. Don't watch NFL football. Watch Ithaca football. It's on a different day. So it's, yeah, on. No. it's on
2: Saturday. Saturday, 12
0: o'clock. Yeah, don't watch any of the Saturday D1 games. Go to Ithaca. And watch Correct. It. Homer or what? It's away.
2: It's a big one. It's against the number one team in, in the country, D3. Oh, the shit. number one team in the, in the country, Oh dang. D3. I, right. I need to mention
1: They're, they're, they're D3 Definitely gotta tune in then Well we wish you The best of luck On that win um, Appreciate you coming On the pod Learned a lot Didn't know any of those names Yeah thank you <laughs> um, But you clearly know A lot about college football And educated us
2: Well, I wish And luck our to your highlights. I wish luck to your highlights. We're
1: actually playing Yeshiva, Ver- Yeshiva University tonight
0: Yeah uh, In and basketball got that one Yeah We'll see what happens We will see all right. Thank Aaron, you so thank you so much, on. Aaron. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. Peace.